Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Warning. You have entered the realms of the gods. So give us your mind and your full attention. So you say you deal with esoteric information? I never heard of such. Well, you're in for a treat. So you claim to be a god? Damn right I'm a god. The maker. The owner. Cream of the planet Earth. Father of civilization. God of the universe. Wow. Get your notepad, it's more than an hour full. Watch your jaw, the crew was watching talk. Indigenous to the land, wherever we stand. First world order, we bring it at home in the first quarter. Invisible lines don't apply, we cross borders. Silly rabbit, knowledge for gods. No matter where you resign, lodge, temple of Mars. So don't fret or proceed with hesitation. Just tune in to Blog Talk to get the information. Peace.
family. And Holiday Washita East is Brother Fahim Richard Hill. Call uh 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 filling in the night for Doctor Asuraling Nutabakil Bay. All right, the first announcement I want to make an announcement here for the March gathering and I'm up from the seventeenth of March to the eighteenth, nineteenth. And I'm telling you now, so you can get yourself ready. You know, uh, you can call at uh, this phone number at one area code one uh, or area code nine one zero three six four nine zero nine nine. You can call this area code nine one zero three six four nine zero nine nine. We will be celebrating the coming of the uh, spring equinox, which is actually the new year on the Moorish calendar this year, as as in every year. This is our new year instead of January 1st. We all know the most people celebrate January, January 1st as the new year, as the actual new year, but our new year is in March. During the beginning of the spring equinox, that would be March 17th, 18th, and 19th. And I say again, you can call this. That if you want for more for more information, you can call this number at 910-364-9099. That is 910-364-9099. All right, our discussion tonight will be about Moors, a little bit of uh, nationality, uh, dealing with nationality and birthright issues, and also the dealing with the status of Moor and the word Moor itself in general. Uh, I see on the YouTube a lot of people have a lot of uh, misunderstandings about the term Moor, who is a more? Who is not a more? What what more means? What more doesn't mean? And so on and so on. You know, I'm here to do my best to correct that. And uh, you look on YouTube, you see a lot of people saying where Moors come from. Moors come from the Greek word uh, meaning black, which it does not. Uh, it comes from the Latin word meaning black, which it does not. You know, it's a very, very, very ancient word and term. So, you know, I hope you uh, give me your most undivided attention, undivided attention, and try to, you know, I try to do my best, my best to explain this very carefully to you, because I have explained it to you. Uh, of those of you that's on tonight, have heard me before. I have explained it to you before on recent blog talk shows. And uh, but this time, I guess I'm dealing with the word more itself. Because a lot of people, I know uh, one, for instance, I heard one sister said that uh, they didn't start calling us Moors until the English came over here from England and uh, until the Americas. You know, that's not true. You know, like I said, Moor is a very ancient name that comes from the word Lemuria. And also, as Dr. Eileen 
Elbey explained to me earlier, it comes also comes from the word Sumeria. Sumer, Maria, Mer, where Moor is one and the same. Lemuria, Lemuria. You know, those of you that know about the island of Mu or the land of Mu that was uh, long ago sits in the in the, uh, the central part of the Pacific Ocean that has uh, sunk many years ago, you know. So that comes from the word Mu, M-U, Mu. And then you have Mu, Muru, Muru, Mur, M-U-R, then it came M-U-U-R, Mur. And, and today, it's still, the term is still used today. Uh, a lot of our people in different countries use it in different variations of pronunciations, you know, uh, all over the globe. You know, some of them say, we say more here in the Americas. Uh, some of them say more uh, in the Philippines. is known as Moro, M-O-R-O, Moro. Uh, in certain parts of Africa's Maori, more like Mare, dealing with the pyramids, which means more in ancient uh, Kemetic tongue, or you can say the ancient Hikupta, whatever uh, uh, name you want to call ancient Egypt, Hikupta, Kemet, or uh, Misraim, you, know, you know, whatever you decide you want to call it, uh, the country, or name the country. Um, that's of your choice, uh, but I'm here. To, I'm here to on the blog talk show to tell you to explain to you that more does not mean black. Uh, it never did. Uh, a lot of people um, to get on certain shows and blog talk shows and on the YouTube website, and they tell you that more means black, but they don't know what they're talking about. And they haven't done their homework like they claim that they have. So let's go to the book here. It's called Delaware's Forgotten Folk, the Story of Moors and Nanakos. Well, the Nanakos are Moors also. But this book was written by C.A. Westlegger. You know, I don't know, he was European, obviously. Uh, I believe he was a European. Uh, and the book, if you have this book, uh, Delaware's Forgotten Folk, The Story of the Moors and Nanakos by C.A. Wasliger. His last name is spelled W-E-S-L-G-E-R. C-A-W-E-S. Now, that's the C-A is the first and last name. The abbreviation is the first and last name. His last name is spelled W-E-S-L-A-G-E-R. Okay? All right. The book was written in in the year, let me see here, 1943. The book was first written. So, you know, even with European authors, when they write books about the Moors, you know, they're not going to always be accurate about it because we cannot depend on other people to give us the accurate information on our own history. Uh, from what I just told you about certain sisters and brothers 
when they talk about Moors being black. You can't depend upon even some of our own uh, Asiatic sisters and brothers to uh, give you the accurate information on our history. So let alone the Europeans. And it's not just you no know, beating down on anybody. It's just a fact. I'm going to read this part here. It says, The Mysterious Moor. The Mysterious Moor. Where did the forefathers of the so-called Moors of Cheswold and Nanakos of Indian River 100 originate? That's a question. These folks relate several legends to explain their origins. Out of difference to them, let us examine their own interpretations of who they are and where they come from. Okay. The legends which they repeat have been handed down from parent to child, rarely reaching print but perpetuated in the family solely of the word of mouth. That's meaning they've been no orally. Okay. What do I mean by word of mouth? These stories are seldom imparted to outsiders. A more a more boy becoming sensitive to his difference in color from his Negro and white neighbors. So when they say a more boy, it says here a more. When they say a more boy is capitalized. More is capitalized. And also Negro. But Negro is a status. We know that. Those of us that know that. And so is white. Okay, I'm going to read this over again. A more boy becoming sensitive to his difference in color from his Negro and white neighbors questions his father. In reply, he is told one of the legends of origin is the father heard it recited to him during his own boyhood when he had asked the identical question of his father. Telling you what they're saying right here, these are statuses. These are nothing but statuses, white, Negro, because the more, you know, we don't call ourselves black or Negro. Because with, uh, if you have done your studies, uh, the word black goes all the way to the word blake or blesh, which means pale or white, originally. Originally. The modern, one ter- the modern term black is Middle English, came through the Middle Ages. The term B-L, I mean, uh, Spelled B-L-A-C-K. That is the modern term. That is the Middle Age term, black, which does not exist in ancient times. It did not exist. So our people wasn't calling themselves black. Okay? Okay, let me go on here. A nanocole girl realizing for the first time that the copper-colored, I'm going to read this again, a nanocole girl realizing for the first time that the copper-colored skin reflected from her mirror is neither black nor white. Y'all didn't hear me. No, you didn't hear me. I'm going to say this again. Didn't hear me. Say it again. A medical girl realizing for the first time that the copper-colored skin reflected her mirror, reflected in her mirror, is neither black nor white. 
insist on insist upon knowing why. Okay, I'm gonna stop right here. Copper. Okay, you can look at the Black Law, not the Black Law Dictionary. I'm sorry, in the Noah Webster's Dictionary, 1828 uh, edition, and it will tell you uh, who the original Americans were. They're one of the various copper-colored natives that the Europeans have found when they came to these shores. Now applied to Europeans, erroneously applied to Europeans, as I must say. You see commercials uh, about uh, women uh, with makeup using certain uh, <clears throat> uh, a certain uh, uh, a certain makeup, uh, whatever, on their faces. Uh, certain cosmetics on their faces, and one cosmetic is called copper for color for copper colored skin women, and they had a lot of you no know, Asiatic sisters. sisters on the commercial, or we can say uh, so-called black women on the, on 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 the ch- on the channel on the television, advertising this, because we are a copper complexion people. Cold girl saw was herself in the mirror, a copper colored girl. Let me move on. Her mother then then tells her the story as she heard it from her mother. So the traditions are passed on and never die. The sum total of all them becomes, so to speak, a national legend. Such traditions are not alone confined to the Moors and Nanako of Delaware. But other groups of mixed peoples with an Indian nucleus keep alive their group consciousness by similar national legends. Because you like I say again, you know, we don't call ourselves black. You've seen uh the term copper used many times uh among Eileen, myself, uh Kadira on this show and other uh sisters and brothers on this show. That we are a copper complexion people you know, uh, neither black, neither Negro, nor white. Or Negro is the Spanish word meaning black. So it's that they're talking about status. That's what they're talking about. Right there, she wanted to, wanted to know what would the copper color meant. It meant that she's a Moor. Men are called people are Moors. Says here, for example, the much deluded descendants of the Rappahannock Indian tribe still living in nearby Virginia repeat a tradition of their beginning in which both fact and fancy are blended. They say that the creator, saddened at how the Indians were being destroyed by the English colonists, promised that the Englishmen who persecuted them most unmercifully would be would in time be responsible for the Indian rebirth and repopulation of Virginia. The time finally came when most of the Indians had been killed or driven away at this point of the gun. One of the white leaders and the Indians 
greatest enemy, Captain Carey Nelson, was riding a horseback through the woods one day, and his horse stopped at a hollow log. He looked down and saw three little Indian girls huddled together behind the log, hiding in fear of their lives. Captain Nelson, her heart, her heart was touched at the forlorn sight of the frightened children, whose parents had been murdered by his soldiers. He gathered them in his arms and took them to his plantation. There he raised them as his own children. When they grew to adulthood, he fell in love with the most beautiful of the three, and she became his wife. The couple had many children, and the children grew, and many children. They descendants, with a, a century numbered hundreds of one of these descendants named Bob Nelson, made the following statement. I say, this was the Creator's will that caused this to be done, and we are here today descended from the best English blood and the best Indian blood. Now, the thing is about this is here, how many people know that we were called Indians also? Or a lot of Indians are so-called Indians, the Algonquin, which is a status, also were called uh, Negroes. This is what this is what was going on during that period. Okay, I'm gonna read this here. It says here, first is the colonization legend and legend. In essence, it says that a group of dark-skinned Spanish Moors, sometime before the Revolutionary War, sailed to America to found a, a colony. They are supposed to have settled along the Atlantic coast from the ancestral stock through intermarriage with so-called Indians, came the race of people called Moors, who live apart in settlements of their own southeastern coast of the Delaware Peninsula. Now, I must remind you, this book was written by a European in 1943. This is what he wrote, you know, but we all know that Moors were here many, many hundreds millions, maybe billions of years before that time. So this is not my views. This is his. Okay. There seems to be no historical basis to support such a tale. One searches in vain through old records for accounts of a Moorish or Spanish colony founded in Delaware Bay. Bay, Delaware Bay, Bay, which is a Moorish term. If such a settlement was made, it escaped notice by the explorers and white colonists, which seems improbable. There were, of course, Moors sold into slavery and brought to America in change, it says here, in change with Negro slaves. Now, Negro slaves, that's a status again. Because you see about no about uh, Moors, uh, uh, so-called Negroes all came from Europe first, not from Africa, but they came after the so-called white slaves, because they were the they were the, uh, the first slaves here in the Americas, believe it or not. Now, I spoke about that the last block talk show. I mean, on the last block talk show I gave, so I'm not gonna go too much into that today. 
says here, no, indep- no, indep- no indep- independent settlement was made by any of these Moors. However, so the colonization legend must be discounted as lacking in historical documentation. The second, the pirate legend, relates that the Spanish or Moorish pirates, sometimes prior to the Revolutionary War, were shipwrecked off the coast near Indian River Inlet. They were rescued by Nanako Indians. That's what they call them. But they were Moors, okay? And after a whole, after a while, some of them married Indian women and bought bought up families. This is how the legend goes, okay? All right. Now it says here, fall of 1941, something happened to awaken the Indian fighting spirit. As America prepared for the Second World War, two of the young Indian men were conscripted to serve in the armed forces. Their Indian rights were disregarded and they were rated as Negroes. Once again, a crisis involving their racial status created among the Nanako the need for color, prejudice, and suppression. It says here that the old wound had been reopened, and again, the cry of color, prejudice, and the suppression of rights, everything the incorporated body had fought so violently to attain, everything the Nanako Indian Association had sworn to protect was being canceled by the scratch of a pen. The two young men had been identified had identified themselves as Indians on call before the local draft board. After the induction, they found themselves classed as blacks by the military authorities and stationed with colored troops in the racial hotbed in the Deep South. But they're still trying to press the force that color status on them. But they were Moors. The Indian, black, Negro, those are all artificial constructs. A boar is it? This is what you call birthright theft. They were stealing their birthrights. That's what went on. It says here, Lincoln Harmon, tribal leader and a relative of one of the drafted boys, consulted D.J. Lawton, an attorney of Georgetown. The attorney agreed that the Indian boys had been improperly classified. He directed a letter to the office of the Adjutant General of the U.S. Army, dated February 19, 1942, in which he said in part, The members of this association are for, for the large part known to me personally, and I can really understand their feeling at being classified as being quartered with Negroes. Now they had no problem being actually being quartered with Negroes, but the, uh, the problem was they were not Negroes. Okay, let me go on. They are not like Negroes, either in appearance, standard, and uh, in of living or habits. And while 
They have no desire, whatever, to create any disturbances over the failure of the Army to recognize them as Indians. They nevertheless harbor consider, considerable ill feeling over the matter and would, I am, I am sure, give a much better account of themselves in the service if they were recognized as what they are and quarter with the people of their own race. Although they weren't Indians neither, they were Moors. Okay, let me move along here. Some of the Moors speak of their grandparents having moved to Cheswold from southern Delaware, bringing their household effects of horse and wagon. Others cherish records and family Bibles. You hear this? Other cherish records and family Bibles. Because in those days, when you were born, well, when you sunrise, they were marked the date in their family Bibles then, at that time. Although birth certificates came out for the Europeans in the 1920s. But a lot of people were still keeping family records and their family Bibles. The time of sunrise and the time of sunset, which means the time of death. The others cherish records and family Bibles which indicate that their grand that their great grandparents were born downstate and moved to Cheswold in late life. The stone markings in the church graveyards and church wall marked their final resting place and are inscribed with names and dates that establish the fact that of their existence. The removal of the most part consisted of, consisted of individuals who had drifted away from the Indian River settlement in an effort to better their economic positions. Some of these migrants carry with them the, the traditions of their origin, including the stories of Mrs. Regna and her dark-skinned husband, the story of the Moorish sailors, pirates, and the other traditions that have been summed up in a chapter two. The swarthy complexion and regular features possessed by many of the newcomers gave credits to their claim of ha having descended from Moors, or they said here, from descended from whites, Indians, and Moors, as they married with members of a nuclear colony at Cheswold the downstate traditions were perpetuated among their children. This explains how the story of the Moors and the other traditions of other origins were about to present Cheswell Group when one hears them repeated today. See, no national legend was necessary to explain the ancestry of the old families, older families. They were simply a mixture of whites and Indians. This basic mixture was further diluted by the incursions of the downstreet, the downstate people, some some of, them, some of whom carried a third dark-skinned trait, which was distributed through the community of intermarriage. Interesting. This is some of the nonsense that's been going on here. Let me show you again. <clears throat> okay. On this page here, it says, 
The high school students are offered the usual academic courses preparatory to college work. Both the high school and college are highly rated among Negro institutions. Many of the Cheswell Moors, as well as the mixed blood Indians of Indian River Hundred, rebel at sending their children at high school or college for blacks. If the school were attended by a white student, students as well as blacks, they would have no objection to their own children enrolling and associating in the classroom with Negroes, but they do resent the fact that their children enroll at the school they are automatically classed as Negroes and must be graduated as such. The parents say the children have no legal, legally, uh, been legally accepted as Moors in the grades and see no reason why the classification of the children should change to Negro when they reach the high school age. Here's another one. It's in here. It says here, although he recon- he is recognized by the whites in his home environment as an intermediate, the chesswold moor, but nevertheless not presumed to admit admit himself as an equal in white society. In the moving picture house at Dover, he is expected to sit in the balcony with the blacks. Some of the younger Moors, who accidentally would pass as whites, where they are not known, are usually recognized as chesswold colored people when they approach the ticket office. No, no questions are asked. They lay down their money and sold and sold tickets, admitting them to the balcony and not to the first floor where the white audience sits. Several times, chesswold boys and girls have passed un unrecognized and were told and were sold tickets admitted them to the so-called white section. It is a quite joke to them. Imagine it was. If perchance one so admitted would sit beside a so-called white person who recognized him as a Moor, the white might report the error to an usher. The Moor child would then be quickly taken upstairs. Many of the adults refuse to patronize the movies because of this discrimination. The segregation in moving uh, picture house is illustrated. Of the general attitude toward the mixed bloods, which includes the same taboo shown toward the Negroes. They started constantly battling uh, for status recognition. This is a very good book. Uh, it's not at the Delaware's Forgotten Folk, the story of the Moors and Nanakos. They have pictures with hair, with Moors. Uh, some of them, some of them, are of mixed blood, and some of them are uh, what we'll call uh, Tawny Moors, which is so-called white people that have Moorish blood strain in them.
Okay. One instant, number one, another incident here it has it here. Uh, no, this is the same one. Okay, it's a different page. Okay, this is a different page here. Okay, it says here the slingshot for throwing pebbles at one of the prize. Bo- Possessions of every chessboard boy, and the day before the popularity of his of his air rifle. It says here, the crossbow or a bowgun, which is now entirely obsolete, with the boys playing plaything among the moors during the last century. But it shows a lot of, uh, like I say, you know, you have to know what you. Uh, understand the book for what this man is talking about, and what he's what, he, what he's actually saying in the, the Moors of the Delaware Forgotten Folk, the story of the Moors and Nanticles. He's saying is they wasn't really uh, they didn't want to lose their birthright. The all uh, the argument and the war was really about, and this is what they fought hard about in the Delaware area. You know, as, as, it was on the, uh, I believe those of you that live in New York or New Jersey. Any of those places you probably know where Delaware is at. So on the northeast coast. Uh I think a lot of them uh I was watching a program and some of them are named Bays and L's, but they don't know what those names mean. They think they just been uh they think they have just regular last names. You know, they haven't been told that these names relate to them as being Moors. They don't know. And then we're going to go on to the book called Moors, What They Didn't Teach You, Black History Class, by Brother Cosmo L. Okay, it says here, Morano. Morano is a term for the Moorish Jews of Spain. More not Christian Jews. Christian Jews are Moriscos. But Morano is a term for the Moorish Jews of Spain who secure, who securely practiced the Hebraic faith after being forced into Christianity by Europeans. The Inquisition was aimed mostly at Jews and Muslims who had overly converted to Christianity but were thought to be practicing their faith secretly. They were respectively called Morenos and Moriscos. This is Morenos, which is a male. The Morenas, which is the female. Female more. Morena. says here Fidel Castro has Moorish blood in him or say via Moreno Moreno ancestry says famous Hispanics who have acknowledged Moreno ancestry included Rita Moreno note her name her last name is 
it says Marino. So you know right off the bat uh, who our ancestors were. And Fidel Castro. Jews have played an important role in the history of Monterey, Mexico, because we all know the original Jews are Moors. Those who are enlightened, those who are um, conscious enough to know this, but I'm just uh, I'm saying this for the, those who are not. That's why I'm saying this for. And this is why I'm talking to. All right. Says Obama, Barack Obama jokes about being Moorish American. I was born in Morocco, Obama admits. In Washington, D.C., in, in a press conference was this morning, President Barack Obama admitted that he was, in fact, born in Morocco. It's halfway between Kenya and the U.S. Mr. Obama explained, so in the spirit of bipartisan compromise, I'm going to admit that I was born in Morocco. I haven't seen the long-form birth certificate either, and I don't remember my birth. So who knows? There's probably some truth in, on both sides. I hope by extending this olive branch to my opponents that we can lay this matter to rest. There's a lot of us know that his father's supposed to be Kenyan. But he could have been born in Morocco. Some people said uh, he has a Malaysian father. Some people said that his father was, as we know, as Malcolm X. So who knows? this, we can move on to the book Africans and Native Americans. For those of you who don't have this book, I suggest you get this book for your library. It's called Africans and Native Americans, The Language of Race and the Evolution of Red Black Peoples. The author name is Jack D. Forbes. Jack D. Forbes. Forbes spelled F-O-R-B-E-S. F-O-R-B-E-S, that's his last name. And he also wrote another book that just came out too long ago called The American Discovery of Europe. And when they talk about Americans, I must remind you again, when they talk about Americans, they're not talking about the so-called Indian or Native American. They're talking about us. Okay. Let me get into this. It is apparent from the evidence that the term Negro or its equivalent was not used for a race or for a single stock of people or, or to point to ancestry or ethnicity. It was usually a simple description for perceived color or appearance. Did you hear that? I'm going to read that again. It is apparent from the evidence that the term Negro or its equivalent 
or its equivalent, was not used for a race or for a single stock of people or to point to ancestry or ethnicity. It was usually, it was usually a simple description for perceived color or appearance. We find many instances where the color Negro is used when describing persons or Negro or a logo, Loro or Loro, Cos Negro, etc. That is quite clear that that a perception of color is being described. Say it again. That is it is quite clear that the perceptive that the perception of color is being described and not ancestry or ethnicity or race. Muslims or Saracens, which are Moors, are often described as neither early in terms of being Negro, Blanco, or Loro, for example. Says here, the term Moor. The term Moor and its equivalents were widely used in late medieval and early modern Europe. According to Simonet in his study of the language spoken by the Mesorabes, Christian Spaniards, and the Muslim rule before 1492. Maro. M-A-U-R-O. They're being described as um, Negro. But they're only saying it as description. And was corresponded to Castilian usage in which Moro, M-O-R-O, was applied to horses where color was Negro. To summarize, the people of Northwest Africa, Algerians, Morocco, were ancient known as Maori, M-A-U-R-I. Maori, that's, what, uh, uh, that's, that's the same as Moor. Or Mauritanians, because Mauritanian meaning the land of the Moors. Says in Latin, it came to mean Negro or Black, but also various shades of so-called obscure color, darkest shades for which terms such as Fuscus, Pardo, and Loro were often used in later terms. Moreover, derivatives such as Morano acquired meanings distinct from but related to Negro. In 1607, dictionary states, for Moro, Morono, Brun, Noir. Noir means black in French. Obscure color, the olives quite a range. In any case, one can see that Maori, Moor, Maori, M-O-U-R-I, and M-O-R-E group of terms in various languages did not refer to absolute dark or to blackish alone but could indeed refer to a range of darker skin colors. Now you notice they had the word maru and the word more, M-O-R-E. Because you know a lot of Europeans are named Moors, M-O-R-E. Or more, M-O-R-E. 
that means they have some Moorish blood in their family somewhere. Morrison, Moors, M-O-M-O-R-S-E. Morgan, Morton, Morrow, M-O-R-R-O-W, and so on and so on. Morrison, these are all Moorish terms. Maurice, M-A-U-R-I-C-E, that's a Moorish term. Here's some uh, Europeans' name, last name is Day, D-A-Y, which was D-E-Y. They put the A in there to, to, add, uh, to hide that fact that they have blood, that they have Moorish blood lineage in their family. Some of their names is Bay, B-A-Y, instead of the B-E-Y. They put, again, they put the A in there to hide the fact that they had Moorish ancestry, to hide their Moorish ancestry. That came from the times when we held them as captives and slaves. That's where that comes from. Okay, I'm going to read this down the line here. In any case, one can see that... Uh, no, I'm going to read this here. This is also true as regards Negri and other forms. For example, in 1494, source states that the king of Portugal possessed Petro de Verios, Cors, Abracados, Petro de Grados. Uh, they're speaking in, in, in Spanish. I'm not, I'm not going to try to read that. Okay, it says here, an Irish Gaelic saga of the 900s, copies in 1643, states that Danish-Irish raiders attacked Spain. Okay, Danish, uh, you know that the ancient Danes were Moors. For those who didn't know that, you know now. I just told you. It says Danish-Irish raiders attacked Spain and, Mar- and Mauritania, meaning lands of the Moors in the, eight, in the 800s. From the latter place, they carried off a great host of them as captives to Aaron, and these are the blue men. Maori, M-A-U-R-I, is the same as black man, and Mauritania is the same as blackness. Long indeed where these blue men and Aaron, the Gaelic text uses Maori and Negri, Mauritania and Negritu. Obviously, borrowed from Latin, the concept of the blue men is described in the original Gaelic words. They was these all were descriptions, not identities. They were descriptions of what they look like. Because I say to you, and I repeat to you again, more does not mean black. Actually, it means land-based connected people, people of the land. If you notice in your own hometown, states, or cities. You see a street's name, Brentmore, Northmore, Southmore, Eastmore, you know, dealing with land. That has nothing to do with a color whatsoever, nothing. And when you hear people say that on the Internet and on, on YouTube and in certain books, when they tell you that more means black, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're wrong, and they're telling you wrong. That's not what more means. Okay, let me read this book again. Down here. <clears throat> oh, 
Okay, here from this text, from this text, we can see how the term "mortary" mortary for Negro spread to Northern Europe, and all the same time, both uh, how both words could be used for shades of brown. Since, from the modern perspective of the Mauritanians, Berbers, Moors, and others are not regarded as being black or blue in skin color. Now, the thing is. Uh, Like I said, they were doing. They were going by the, uh, the way they look, and um, hold up, off this page. Because Berbers are more as well. Um, they uh, and they showed some pictures on YouTube one time. I was watching. I forgot what the special was. Uh, they showed a Berber young Berber girl. Which look, you know, was bright in complexion, almost European-like, and they show another Berber girl. She was dark complexion, and African features, but Af- actually African. She was a Berber. She also was a Berber Moor. They were both African Moors, Moorish girls in Africa. And this is what they were uh, explaining to the people. said, the use of more in the Dutch language will be discussed below, but there it is. It's useful to note that the medieval Dutch understood by the term a very dark color so that the color of coal was compared with that of a more. Again, description, okay. Also, it was said that one something uh, like a uh, a bag of coal spilled on such a Caucasian man said he is black as a moor. The spread of Marus to the north also can be seen in Scotland, where in 1504 to 1505, several reference to moor lasses, M-O-R-E-L-A-S-S-E-S, moor lasses, moor lasses. You don't hardly hear that term used today, but it was a, serp, a, a type of a serp that was used a long time ago called molasses, more lasses, parentheses, M-O-O-R, and it has here L-A-S-S-I-E-S, are found at the time the child was born, referred to as Morris Barn or Morris Barn, M-O-R-I-S-B-A-R-N-E. It has a parenthesis, a model, M-A-U-R-U-S, born. Late in 1512 to 1513, one finds Ellen Moore, or Black Ellen, used, one assume, interchangeably. By 1527, Helena, the Black Moor, M-O-I-R, is referred to while in 1567, to 1569, there are references to Negar the Moor, N-A-G-E-I-R, Negar the Moor, M-O-R-E.
Excuse me. Okay, it says here. It says here the um, Americans as being of an intermediate Americans. I'm talking about Americans. Americans as being an intermediate color, Pardo, Loro, Barantino, or Olive caste. For example, in 1519, it said of the Brazilians, Nono, Sono, Neri, okay. That is, they are not black or white, but an olive color. How many of you heard this before? On different DVDs, Fatash Tariq Bay, uh, the brother Abdullah Talib, uh, Il Mosin Bay. How many of you heard these about Dr. Eileen, myself, Sister Valara, Queen Valara? How many times have you heard this term before? That we are all of complexion people. But it's in this book. It's in this book. The Americans and the Native Americans. I'm going to read it again. That is, they are not black or white, but all of color. That is the olive colored and almost black. See, here we go again. By using Negro in Guinea for Africans and Negroes for Native Americans. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Say it again. By using Negroes of Guinea for Africans and Negroes for Native Americans. Why would you call Native American Negroes? Although this was the term that that was coming to existence. We know Negroes is another status for Native Americans. We know Negro and Spanish means black. But they're being descriptive, not being identical. They're not identifying the people. They are describing the people. Okay? It says here, thus Negro is used for Indian, not for someone from Africa. Check that out. The editor suggested that a European copyist might have been responsible for this usage. But as we have seen, it is too consistent over the years to require such an explanation. In any case, it is clear that many Iberians and Italians, whether in Europe or America, were comfortable in using Negro, Negri, etc. for Americans. For Americans. Negro and Negri. For Americans, read this again. In any case, it is clear that many Iberians and Italians, whether in Europe or America, were comfortable in using Negro, Negri, etc. for Americans. Who 
who were the who 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 were the original Americans over here? I asked you a question, but I'll let you do the math on that. Like I said before, I don't have a uh, uh, a machine where you can uh, I can I can punch you in, you know, to ask questions, and I wish I did. But you do the math on that. Why would they call American uh, American people Negroes and Negri? Why would you call the American people that? Why would you refer that to Americans? Is it because of what they look like? <clears throat> Says here, the occasional use of Negro for Americans seems to continue into the 18th century. Ain't that something? It says here, the Portuguese habit of referring to Indians and Senegalese and even to Chinese and Japanese as niggers. I know some people are saying, what? Let me say it again. The Portuguese habit of referring to Indians, Senegalese, and even to Chinese and Japanese as niggers was fairly widespread and lasted longer than is usually realized. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Says here in Dutch and German usage. The Dutch may very well have taken up a similar usage, especially since Negro and nigger, N-E-G-E-R, were not originally were not were not originally Dutch words and had no immediate equivalent except more. M O O R. says down here in the page here. It should be noted that for the very long period the Dutch language used more and more in for black Africans and not Negro or Negger or N E G R. I'm gonna say it again. It should be noted that for a very long period that the Dutch language used more M O O R and Moran, M-O-R-I-A-A-N, for black Africans, and not Negro or nigger. The usage persists from the Middle Dutch language until the 18th century, and this undoubtedly reflects the Latin Romance use of Moro, M-O-U-R-O, for black or dark, as noted. The Dutch says more denoted a black or non-white person, not a Muslim for whose for whom the word Turk seems to have been used in 1639, because the ancient Turks were Moors. Says there a Dutch-French-Latin dictionary and 1573 states sentence more equals unmore, Ethiopes, 
Marus, M-A-U-R-U-S, during the period from 1450 to the 1560 in Antwerp, several individuals were identified as Morin, M-O-O-R-E-N, one whom was sketched by a, a Dora in 1521, another of whom, Ballister the Moor, was an American from Brazil. Oh, let me read this again. Mm. It's a constantly calling Americans Moors, or sometimes use Negro for Americans. Mm. I ain't gotta, I ain't gotta figure that out. You can figure that out for yourself. You can figure it out. Come on. I'm gonna read this whole, whole paragraph over again. A Dutch, French, Latin dictionary of 1573 states: more equals unmore. Atheos, models during the period from 1450 through 1560 in Antwerp, several individuals were identified as Morin, M-O-O-R-E-N, one of whom was sketched by Darer, I guess, I guess he was a European artist, in 1521, and another of whom, Ballister, or Balthazar, Balthazar the Moor, was an American from Brazil. A more an American. They're constantly telling us, right? A Zwarten, Slav, black slave, meaning German, may also have been mentioned in 1540. So although Zwarten used to reference to color, the term Moorin M-O-O-R-E-N is used generally for the people from Nubia to Guinea and the Congo. <laughs> uh, the term modern continues to be used for non-whites, R-E-N, which is the, that is used today in Germany today, for those who didn't know. In, in Germany, they even called their chocolate ice cream ice morin. That's what they call their, their chocolate ice cream. Mmm. Here, that is, the Spaniards were used to have said to be more attracted to Swatsman, dark or dark women, and their own wives. Mm. They're attracted to the, the Moorish women than their own wives. But the original text states that the Spaniards were more attracted to what they call Negrin, black women, or Jetad Indianish woven, tan Indian women, where they were to their own European women. They were attracted to Moorish women than their own women. Uh, they don't, I don't say much with a European woman, does it? Oh, okay.
interesting book. Very interesting. It says here, Negro of Kafir is a Einswat or more Kafir, Kafir, in Kafir or more land. M O R E L A N D, Moran land, land of the Moors. The Swat Moor now Kafir, Kafir is equivalent, and Moran land is still used to refer to the land of blacks. Being descriptive. Both Moor and Zwart were applied to East Indian, Indonesians, and on occasions to Americans, as noted. Most unmixed American Indians living in Britain today will be regarded as as being black, especially if their ancestry were not known. Several illustrations can be cited to show that not only Africans, but also Americans and Asians were called black or Negro in Britain itself in 17th and 18th centuries. They were definitely messing with these people's birthrights, weren't they? Okay, I'm going to go on a break, play a little music here, and I will be back. We're going to about three, maybe four minutes, all right?
All right, I'm back. Ah, okay. I'm going into the the fourth edition of Black Law's Dictionary, dealing with the word land. The word land, okay. It says here, land, in the most general sense, comprehends any ground, soil, or earth whatsoever as fields, meadows, pastures, woods, moors, waters, marshes, furzes, and heath. Okay? Let me read it again. A land, in the most general sense, comprehends any ground, soil, or earthen what earth whatsoever as fields, meadows, pastures, woods, moors. As I already said, we were land-connected people, right? All right. I'm going to go to another part of the Black Law Dictionary and deal with more even further. Okay. It says here, more, an office in the Isle of Man. Say it again. More than officer, put it that. I'm sorry, mispronounced that. More than an officer in the Isle of Man, who summons the courts for the several sheetings. The office is similar to the English bailiff of a hundred. Read it again. More an officer in the Isle of Man who summons the courts for the several sheetings. The office is similar to the English bailiff of a hundred. As being Moors, we should be able to summon courts and judges, for that matter. But that's dealing with law. More dealing with law, but I'm just trying to put that out there. Okay. Now we're going to go back to this fascinating book. And I say that because I find this book fascinating. The Africans and Native Americans. Those of you who came in later on the show. The Africans and Native Americans by Jack D. Forbes. Uh, last name is spelled F-O-R-B-E-S. F-O-R-B-E-S. Jack Forbes. Very interesting book. Very fascinating book. So he's still dealing with the word more. Okay. Okay. It says here, dark mulatto. Mulatto, has, actually they are talking about a mule, a mixed breed of a mule and a horse when they say mulatto, actually. You know, actually they're not originally enough, uh, what actually meant 
for a person of mixed color or mixed blood in this original sense. Okay? But it says here, the dark mulatto, mulatto produce was the result of mixture of Negro and Indian. The dark mulattoes were, without a doubt, the most numerous single group in New Spain, and their skin color inspired a curious, very series of adjectives. Did you hear that? And their skin color inspired a curious and varied series of adjectives, meaning that all colors are adjectives. Black is an adjective. We all know more is a noun or proper noun. So therefore, we cannot be black, can we? Okay. And in in the in English the term Tony for a time almost became became a designation for Americans or similar to inter- intermediate peoples. In fifteen fifty nine one author stated as as the world's sun makes the more black, the European white, the American Tony. Tony means Europeans with Moorish ancestry. That's what he's saying. Says here, and called the Manchu Spanish English Dictionary in 1599, defined mestizo as that which is come, which is come or sprung of a mixture of two kinds, as a black amour and a Christian mongrel dog or beast. This approach is maintained by Mustu in 1617 when he states. As Matizo, Latin, hybris, English, mongrel. And also where he equates mongrel with French, chin, mistis, mixed dog, Spanish. Matizo, Latin, hybris or hybrida, as well with mulatto, adulterium as applied with hybrida applied to humans. Some of these uh, authors were very, very, very racist, you know, and they didn't really understand law. They really didn't, and they really didn't understand that color. That, that color was actually adjective, as I just as I just read to you a second ago. They always go by the way people look. They said the term mulatto also refers to deny Moors, 
half-boys, the children of a so-called white and a moor, and also a small mule, like I explained to you earlier. It says here that one can also cite other authorities whose work caused them to consider the intermixture of African and American racial stocks. Helen T. Catterwell, in her work on slavery in Virginia, noted that we have shown that the first slaves were Indians, not Negroes, and that the enslavement of Americans continued for many, many years. When he was talking about the slaves were uh, Indians, they're talking about us. In 1903, a historian of New Jersey noted that the unions between Indians and Negroes were so commonly frequent, indeed, as to have left permanent impress upon many families of Negroes of the present day. Like I said, this is a fascinating book. The various dictionaries of uh, N. Bailey, 1728 to 1761, define mulatto as one born of parents of whom one is a Moor and another of another nation. He also states that Moor is a native Mauritania in Africa, a black Moor. This would seem to imply that a mulatto could be the child of a North African or and a non a North African as well as of a black African and non black African, thus broadening the concept. Okay. This is written in this this was an, I'm reading out this book. Now okay. So it's not me saying this. I don't want to get it mixed up here. In 1792, South Carolina decided who should be an Indian for tax purposes, since American slaves were taxed to a lesser rate than African slaves, the act stated. And for all preventing all doubts and scruples that may arise to be rated on musters and mulattoes, etc., all such slaves are not entirely Indian shall be accounted as Negroes. I mean, they're constantly putting statuses on people. They're constantly stealing their birthrights. Constantly. That's why we should nationalize. We've got certain people uh, talking about they don't deal with nationalization papers because... uh, all they got to do is just build. But how are you going to build anything if you don't know where you came from and you don't know who you are? Build on what? You have nothing to build on. As it was said that after World War II, the Japanese didn't do any protesting. They just know all they did was got up off their knees and start building. Of course they did. 
because they had a they, they have a history, they have a country, they have a flag, they have a constitution. They know their identity. They have a bloodline. They have a language that they speak. They have names of their own and know what their names mean. They know who they are. Of course they didn't do like so-called black people or Negroes. Of course they didn't. Because the so-called black people or Negroes didn't know who they are. Didn't know who they were. And most of sadly to say, most of our so-called Negroes and so-called black people still don't today. Don't know. And this is why we are being treated like we are being treated. This is like when you go to the United Nations uh, organizations such as, uh, give an example, as the Nation of Islam. You know, they want to be recognized as a black nation or the Nation of Islam, which is both artificial constructs. Both are not recognizable among the civilized world. Islam is a religious creed, not a nationality. Black is an adjective and does not refer to any nationality or a group of people in any part of the human family. And that's why they will never be recognized as long as they call themselves that, as they use those terms. Okay. Okay. It says here, in those regions greatly influenced by South Carolina, we find evidence. Also, the persons of American ancestry could be classified as a people of color. References have already been made to Georgia's classification of numerous Cherokee people unmixed in all probability as persons of color in the 1830 census. is still on their birthrights. Okay? There's no, there's no such people as people of color. Okay? In 1835, Georgia passed an act regulating three persons of color and require, requiring registration. The act, however, did not apply to any American Indian Free Moor or Lasker for the burden of proof. I'm going to read this again. I'm going to read this again. The act, however, did not apply to any American Indian, Free Moor or Lasker, but the burden of proof in all cases of arrest of any person of color shall be on such persons of color to show himself or herself exempt from the operations of this act. What they're saying is if you call yourself black, a person of color, this act will apply to you. It says here the act, however, did not apply to any American, to a so-called any American Indian, Fremont, or Alaska, whatever that is. 
keep that's, that's telling you is about status. Okay, I'm going to Dr. Eileen's book, The First World Order. Go on to us with the First World Order. So the First World Order by researcher Asaru Aline Nutapak El Bay. Asaru Aline Nutapak El Bay. The First World Order. If you don't have these books in your library, you need to get one. Very, very profound book. Okay. It says here on paragraph four, by the settlement of Moroccans, more, more, Catholic monastic brotherhood in the year equals 480, common era or Christian era, at the locations with misnomer equals Concupiscent Forest, state of Connecticut. For the reference... For the, refer- for the referencing of the inscription for engraving the Hodge Maman Rock of the location equals um, Figui, Morocco. Continent, Akubalan, misnomer, Africa. Reference to the Moroccan daily newspaper. Okay. That ain't exactly what I wanted to read to you, though. Here. Here we are. I'm going to read this part here. Ancient America, the land of the sunset beyond the western sea, fascinated the ancients, legends, burning Atlantis, that magical island, drowned long ago, wondered whether those gray waters washed the far shores of some of the lost continent realm of the gods. All the peoples of antiquity believe that departed souls crossed them seas and thus to some mysterious country in the west. Once no traveler returned there to there to bask in the fields of the blessed. To the west across the dark sea drifted the souls of the Egyptians for judgment and Aminta, the Babylonian hero Gilgamesh sought immortality across the deep waters of death. Procopius, the Bella, Galitigo repeated the widespread traditions that the souls of the dead suddenly marched across Gaul, which was ancient word for France, to the Channel Coast. Hence, the ghostly Charon would ferry them over the sticks to Britia to wander onwards, ever seeking Yon spectral shores in the west. Celtic or Celtic myths told beautiful tales of islands of splendor beloved by the gods, manifesting to men 
Then that glorious civilization rent suddenly with fire, sank down the northern ocean, called Maramusa, the Sea of the Dead, for echoes murmured of the magic past and wonders of that land far away. America is, proper, is probably supposed to have received its name from the marina of Maracus Vespucius, actually Alberto Vespucius, son of Anastasio Vespucius. So when he said that, what is he telling you? He said that his name wasn't Americo Vespucius. America did not get his name from Americo Vespucius. Americo Vespucius was not his name. Americo Vespucius was not his name. His name actually was Americo Vespucius. Americo Vespucius was his name, not Americo. Now, that's another falsehood that they have put, put in so-called American history. It says here, Amaruka, M-A-M-A-A-R-U-C-A, is an ancient name for the continent, named by the Inca of ancient Peru from the original Afrakanu, Afrakanu, who built civilization here. The Albions, talking about Europeans, named themselves after the continent after having of the name when they arrived here a few centuries ago to plunder the land. This is the origin of the Albion giving himself the name Amerigo Vespucci. <clears throat> now, we can go because to this page here, the serpent colonists of South America, Aramu, Muru, the serpent Muru, M-U-R-U, one of the earliest immortal serpents from Mu to colonize Amaraka, M-A-A-R-A-K-A, was another one of the names, uh, uh, ancient names for Americas, was Aramu, Muru, or Amaru, Muru, the serpent Maru, according to legend, moments before Mu's final demise, the serpent Maru, along with the consort of Rama Mara, boarded an ancient America with a cargo of sacred records and artifacts, including a huge gold sun disk. The mountains of South America, dandy, especially the same yen vibration in the, their beloved Mu and was so considered suitable for the preservation of Lemuria culture. They were also home to the city of Piatiti, one of the planetary headquarters of the Solar Brotherhood, an organization Aramu Maru had been a high-ranking member of Onmu. The name Moorish American. The name Moorish American is actually an oxymoron, meaning the word more and Amer, A-M-E-R, have the same root and the, the, and the name Moorish American is derived from Aramu Moru or Amaru Moor, which is a portion of the name Amuru Washita or Amexum Washita Moor. I'm going to read this again. So we get a real understanding of what I'm just, what I'm telling you. The name Moorish 
M O O R dash I S H. American is actually an oxymoron, meaning the word Moor and Amer have the same root, and the name Moorish American is, der- is derived from Aramu Moru or Amaru Moor, which is portion of the name Amuru Washita. As the Washita Nation tribe that I am, W A S T W A S H I T A W or a Mexum Washita Moor. we go here. The following information is for a little uh, is for a little more clarity of how the word mur M U apostrophe U R more in parentheses metaphysically ties into the L or the elements elements. You have either read it in this book or some others that states the Moors were the original inhabitants of West Africa, Mauritania, Morocco, Mali, etc. Two, these Africans was also referred to as Moor, M-U-U-R, Moro, M-O-R-O, and Marinos, M-O-R-E-N-O-S, in Spain to mean Blackamoor, Moor, M-U-apostrophe-U-R. The word Moor extends from the word Il. Moria, El Moria, E L M U apostrophe U R I A, El Moria, misnomer Le Moria. This misnomer Le Moria is actually a misnomer term or a misnomer name. It's actually El Moria. Okay. So Amur, Amur, Amuru is a derivative of Moor. Also means divine kings. The term the Empress of Mu, also called Queen of Mu, or Mu, M double O, is found in the Brahman Vedic text called Rig Veda. Ruka tells of the civilizations of Mu, from which the Moor came. From, I mean, the civilization of Mu, from which the word Moor came from. Fire or light, in the ancient Tamerian or Comedian or, or Commission, Egyptian Mu means water, as emotions or energy in motion, or astral or Ur means spirit. Therefore, meaning of water and spirit. The sun is mainly hydrogen, and hydro equals water and gin, spirit or producer. Hydrogen itself is a conscious element which symbolizes atom or at one or one source. Okay, let me move along here.
getting pretty close to, uh, to, to the end of the show. Okay, I'm going to some over here. Said ancient Americans author David Bill included mice coughing at the establishment acceptance of an old world entrepreneur. By the of a book, he was publishing this initiating the etymology of using a communist first name, Amerigo, to arrive at the name of our American continents. This fox etymology was perpetuated in our schools until even that was dropped from many of the curricula, which now favor the item of political corrections in lieu of historical facts. Columbus' fourth voyage resulted in the said Spaniards learning Hispanized in America, or about the Chota Islands, were Americ, which meant summit of the mountain, which his crew Hispanized to America. The word that Vespucci's publisher, uh, Wiesmuller, used when he trans- translated Vespucci's book from the Latin Ricardo de Palma, related to the story of Cartus, Salas <clears throat> Indias writing during 1504 when he was in Lima, Peru. His book is preserved in Madrid's National Archives. In a telephone conversation with Mr. Deal, he mentioned that Amir, A-M-Y-R, in Hebrew, Arabic, also meant summit of a mountain, like Americ did, M-E-R-I-K, Americ, which means summit of the mountain, the same thing. While the ancient Hebrew reeks signifying something that was worthless, empty, or of no use, like wilderness or Amer or mountain wilderness, likened to the Americ and the Maya kick tongue of the Chantos, is what is now known as Nicaragua. In other words, the original application of the name American, America, which both has roots in the word Meru. Amir, A-M-E-R, Amir, I-R. I have a dear friend and brother named Amir, capital A-M-I-R, Amir, Hebrew, Arabic, meaning leader, commander, and front, peak, or summit of a mountain. An Omekan Mayan, Ik, Armek, Algonquin, Emirica, meaning Moor, Moor, Moro, Mar, do not apply to the Albion European settlers, invaders, or, or their descendants. These Moors, Moors eventually migrated to North America from Mexico and became known as Washita, Yamasi, and the Ben Ishmael tribe. The Ben Ishmael tribe was a collection of what is now known as Lanapi, Elanapi, Wapanag, and Nanako Indians who migrated to Indiana and Illinois who preferred themselves as Moors, or even though the United States government continued to classify them as Negroes in order to strip them of their indigenous rights. As we read earlier in the book, the Delaware, earlier in the other book, the Delaware is forgotten folk. Those of you who have not heard uh, earlier at the show, I want to remind you again, don't forget the March event from March 17th, 18th, through 19th. You'll be wanting to commemorate and celebrate 
uh, our our New Year's, which begins at the summer solstice in North Carolina. If you have any questions, call the phone number at 910-364-9099. It's going to be a beautiful event. I wouldn't miss this if I were you for nothing in the world. Okay. In other words, the original application is the same. America, American, America, which has both the roots in the word Maru, Amer. Okay. I've read it already. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, the same Moors, M-U-U-R-S or M-O-O-R-S, are related to the Maroons. Maroon people, Maroon from the word Maronich or American Spanish Cameron, a fugitive runaway. Okay, as it says here, in later English word developed as blackamore, amour, a French word for love. The term more is the root word of the Latin term amour, which means beloved. One is the term of reference to the priesthood, Coptic of the Egyptian, African, or they say the Catholic or Catholic, cat, C-A-T, H-O-I, H-O-L-I-C, Catholic, or holy cat. See, the black or more, or more French word, they're getting ready to cut me off, so uh, don't be surprised if you don't hear me again, but I'm going to try to finish reading this paragraph off. It says, says the, biblical, the biblical word for more is Moab. Hamido, Semitic meaning water, mother, father, heart. Note, metaphysical means emotions, desires of the heart. Thus originated the word Moabite. The Arab word of Al-Marabid is derived from the Hebrew word Moabite. The word more is a the word the word more is a is a corrupted word referring to specifically the people that came from Morocco, the Christians of Iberian Peninsula, the medieval Spaniards and Portuguese stereotype all Moors of Morocco. Hmm. That means it was a misnomer when they tell you that. Okay, I wish to go further in this book, but we don't have any time. So, I'm going uh, to sound, sound off tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I try to do my best to make the show interesting. So, until next time, I say to you, a holiday Washita East, and Bawasama Dakunda, meaning peace family. Okay? Bawasamatsu. Goodbye.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.